gentlemen, welcome to the Friday Wrap-Up with Greg Campbell, Paul Stevenson, and David Warren. Get the latest of what's going on in Ottawa when it comes to real estate, mortgages, and whatever else they want to talk about. Have a coffee, some laughs, and learn something new each Friday at 10 a.m. Oh! Oh, we're already yeah. You, 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 and you. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Hello. Hello. I am, uh, oh, there we are. Okay, so I'm just going to get to our live feed here and share it so we get uh, a couple of my friends watching. Yeah, friends are good. Oh, that's interesting. What's shaking? What's happening? You know, there's so much shaking. It's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> a lot of shaking. I, uh, it's been an interesting week. I was uh, I was listening to one of my uh, my favorite podcasts, uh, the Joe Rogan Experience, and uh, stumbled upon a discussion about uh, a close friend of mine that was uh, quite surprising. So, to give you some background, Greg, which I haven't actually told you this, but um, one of the, like one of the main reasons I was like motivated to leave TD was from listening to like a discussion on Rogan's podcast like ten years ago about like you know not staying in a job that's like pulling you down and ruining your energy and fucking you know draining you and so on. And I was like, wow, that's a really good point. Like, just never even reflected on it. Many mm-hmm. conversations. Uh, so yeah, I've been listening to him for many years, and uh, we had we we had a one of your friends was on there as a guest. And uh, your name came up, which was quite. It was. I was almost in shock for a little bit. Oh, there, Steve's got a perfect uh, little segue there. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, we actually shot it. So shot on film, actually. That was shot on 16 millimeter film on a steady cam. There we go. Yeah. There me in a grocery Wait, store. Are you friends with these guys anymore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Greg's Greg Campbell is the other MC. He's a great rapper. What's he doing now? He is in Ottawa and uh, he's he's actually killing it as a real estate agent up there and he's doing a great job. He really is killing it. Like I mean it is his he's uh so uh Mr. Big Stuff he called himself after. He's he's he's, a, he's an incredible rapper actually. Does he call himself Mr. Big Stuff when he's selling houses? You should, man. You That's should. a good idea. Show up with a clock on your neck. He still has... I'd like you to meet Greg someday, man. Okay. He's still got, like, an incredible energy about him, and I feel like in a lot of ways, like, I like I learned a lot from him. We were kids, you know, but we met in high school. We, right. were, we were skateboarders, and uh, he was the other skateboarder in my school. He's a couple years younger than me. Like, he's like... And when we were, like... When I was 17 and he was 15, we went to New York and made a... Made a goofy record, so wow. And he's got there. So there we are. That's been... Greg on the right, and that's my Jordy Ferguson, who I've I've happened talk talk talk. He was our DJ. Yeah, Pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was kind of crazy. It was kind of crazy. I'm not gonna lie. It, it it was really weird. Like he he called me the next day. He was uh, he Facetimed me actually, and that when I was leaving for Peterborough last weekend. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I just want to let you know that I, I shouted you out on Joe Rogan. And I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm like, cool. I'm like, cool. And then we, we chatted for a bit and then I, I didn't realize the capacity of it. And then, uh, you know, watched it. And then my phone started going crazy. People, people and people that I haven't spoken to in years are like, dude, that was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was, uh, it, it, sorry, go ahead, Dave. Oh, I was going to say Mr. Big Stop making a comeback, you know? You know what? What do you do? 
What do you do? I, uh, you I remember it's funny because Dave and I, like, I mean, we all grew up in, in Beacon Hill and it's just uh, kind of hilarious to see also like, you know, I don't know. Just, I remember Tom being on like Rogers television and, uh, you know, running on the soccer field while my brother was refereeing with a stereo and uh, <laughs> kicking the ball around and getting everyone and, angry, you know? And Tom would just run around chasing his finger. Yeah. <laughs> it was like uh <laughs> it was yeah. basically uh jackass before there was jackass you know yeah. yeah and if you ask if you ask johnny knoxville he'll say he'll you know give uh give tom his uh his due his contribution so since jackass. we're doing our monthly q a i got a cue for you greg okay uh when you guys first started your hip-hop careers, what was the... I mean, obviously, Check the OR is, is the most well-known. What was kind of the first release you guys did where you're like, you know, this is going to be the one? I know we had... Uh, like, when you guys brought up Loeb, or when Tom brought up Loeb, I thought that was pretty hilarious, the Loeb pizza commercial. Yeah. Uh, what other kind of things like that did you guys do? Was there any, like, crazy... Uh, not, not much, man. Like, uh, Check the OR was the smash, and uh, we made a mistake on our second release because uh it focused only on me and it just wasn't the right move and then we kind of everything just started kind of unraveling after that i could name i could name three other songs that we should have put out from that record that would have really uh launched us a little bit more you know you're you're teenagers you're in an age where you're still learning who you are and then uh, all this shit's going on and uh you know, I think we could have done way more if we did it differently, but whatever. But now you're yeah. now you're crushing it in real estate. You're big, Cru you know, crushing big it, big. crushing it in real estate. But you know, the only thing that sucks is that we don't have it up on Spotify, and and um, it like we we could do it, but uh, there's some uh, legal issues. So what it's kind of it's kind of hilarious that we have this great record that everybody wants to hear online, oh. and we're kind of like we we just we think that if we put it up, it's just going to get taken down immediately we're going to get like letters and shit and we're, we're not sure, but it's not why, just, would, you, why would that happen? You don't own the rights to the music because we don't own the rights. And oh. apparently from what we understand now is that most of the samples on the record were never cleared. So we could put it up and then, you know, someone, someone hears it and whatever, and it gets flagged with algorithms and shit. And then where it's, you know, it's done. So interesting. I, you know, I, I still kind of want to do music. it, but the, yeah, there's politics. It, it, it's kind of cool, though, in a sense. It gives us like this mystique. But can't, why, can't, why can't I get the organized rhyme record on? Like, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> we might uh, we might need you to send us digital copies just so we can go through it. and. Uh, I can send you, yeah, yeah, I can send you digital copies for sure. Um, I had to buy the record. I didn't even have a CD. Wow. It, my buddy messages me. He's like, yo, bro. He's like, they have your, your, uh, they have your CD at uh, Vertigo Records. So I called the guy and I'm like, Hey man, I'm, I'm the guy. And he's like, dope. He's like, I'll hold it for you. Went in, paid for it. <laughs> You'd think yeah. after a certain amount of time though, I mean, I don't know enough about the, the licensing stuff, but I mean, those samples have to be after a while. I mean, the royalties on those must be pretty, you could probably just pay, you know, a hundred dollars and get those samples. Well, yeah, it's, it's different now than what it used to be. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, the song still plays and we still get paid. So clearly, you know, like check the OR is it's there. Like, I don't know how it would get flagged, but yeah. Anyways, there's uh, you know, hope, hopefully one day, hopefully one day it's going to chatter. I like it for the Q and a, uh, we should let everyone know we did get some, we actually got a great response from our listeners over the last couple of weeks for questions. So we have about five to six, seven, maybe questions. 
Um, but worthwhile noting, anyone that is tuning in today, end of the month, we're doing basically like a, a monthly Q&A. So if you have any questions or anything that's crossed your mind real estate-wise, feel free to ask. I see uh, Mr. Luloff. Uh, rep in the East Coast or East Move End, yes. East Coast and the East Coast. Uh, he's talking about MC Pin there. He's giving me a shout out. Yeah, yeah and right. Terry is loving our coffee mug. So does Terry have a mug? Because we'll have to get her one. Which one's Terry? Terry. Uh, Terry Wilson. Sorry. Terry Wilson. From, oh, Terry. Uh, yeah, Blue Panda. Panda. Okay. Yeah. So coffee cups. So <laughs> Q1. I'll get you one, Terry. What do we got yeah. for questions? Have we even looked at these? I think we're going to be on the fly here, which is That's kind of amazing. Even Stephen made a nice little uh, oh, look at that. November 2020 Q&A. Throw it up, Steve. What do we got here? Who should I speak <laughs> first when I want to buy a house? Your wife. <laughs> <laughs> or your husband. Or your husband. Yeah, your partner. <laughs> that That's an interesting question. What, like, Do you guys want to start that? You want to start that one, Paul? Yeah, there might be different answers here. Yeah. I would say... Uh, I mean, I'm biased, but I think, uh, I mean, I don't think, it, to be honest, if I'm being frank, I don't think it really matters who you talk to first. I think it's really important. It, it, well, between the real estate agent and the mortgage broker is what I'm kind of assuming is the, the basis of the question. I really don't think it makes a difference. I think it's, uh, you know, as long as you're working with someone who knows, who's, who's knowledgeable and knows what they're doing uh, and can direct you in the right place. Like if I'm talking to someone first, it's, you know, have you spoken to a realtor? Do you need a real estate lawyer, inspector? I can provide you with all those. Like, it's really just letting them know that you can take it from start to finish. Um, but as far as who they speak to first, I mean, personally, I think it makes more sense to get pre-approved and then go on a search. But if you talk to a realtor that is knowledgeable and experienced, they're going to talk to you and then direct you to a financial institution anyways to get pre-approved or to a broker. So, like, I think it's going to, the channel is going to bring you to the same place eventually, which is like for the financing, because you need that before you shop these days. Um, but as to who you talk to first, I don't know if it makes too much of a difference. What do you guys think? Yeah, no, I, I like that. It's like, you know, who do you speak to first? That's kind of, you know, you can talk to anyone, but what should you do first is you should definitely talk to a lender, talk to a broker, talk to the bank, whatever. That's like what you should do first, but speaking first to start it e either way. I don't need to say anything. You guys summarize it up. Next question. I'm out of here. Matt Lulop. Matt Lulop says, I spoke to David Warren first. Best decision I ever made. <laughs> Obviously. <Hey -o. laughs> yes, sir. Uh, what's the one thing I would I absolutely shouldn't do when buying my first house? Uh, I got to go. Don't go buy, don't go lease a new car. Don't go make a big purchase. Hmm. Uh, you know, that's uh, if you're, if you're wanting to even consider, and we've talked about it a bunch of times, buy a home don't go get that brand new uh bmw at a 800 or a thousand dollars a month payment that is going to crush your affordability yeah i uh, to add to that my, my uh biggest pet peeve that people of what people shouldn't do when buying the first house is listen to too many outside sources mm. you know talk to the people that are really important to you and uh, get professional advice, but don't let uh, the fluff kind of ruin your experience because it happens. I mean, Uncle Jim, Uncle Jim, that doesn't own a home and, and shouldn't should be giving you advice on buying a rental property. Un Uncle Jim knows. <laughs> he knows everything, and he's and he's he's not even from here. He's from Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would I would say uh, 
I would say uh, if I had to, you know, gun to my head and I had to answer this question, I would say, I don't know why I thought of that, but if that was happening, my answer would probably be uh, to not be short sighted or like to think short term because real estate is definitely a, a long game. Uh, you're not only signing for, you know, basically a 25 year agreement. I mean, not you're signing a, usually a five year agreement, but I mean, you're agreeing to, you know, you're setting your parameters for uh, the assumption that you're going to own this home for 25 to 30 years. So don't buy something that, you know, if you're 26 and you, uh, I don't know. I mean, you're, you're basically your, your, your feelings, your behaviors, your lifestyle, everything changes pretty frequently during the life cycle of buying a home, like from 25 to 55, your life changes literally annually, uh, pretty dramatically, I would say, at least from my experience. Um, so just think, think longer term, at least think like five years out. Okay. Where am I, where do I want to be in five years? And what, what should I buy now to put myself in a better position then, as opposed to just like, I want to own a home. Everybody's buying a home. I got to get in. Like you should really expand. So something you shouldn't do, I think is just do it to do it. I mean, it's not necessarily the worst yeah. decision you can make, but I think it's worthwhile planning further out, right? Like to actually thinking about what's your goal. Like, do I want to make real estate a passive income stream? Do I want to just buy a house to live in? Is this going to be an investment one day? Like, I think it's really important to have that full roadmap or at least an idea. Don't play the small game. Have a roadmap. Paul mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. It's good. Talk big stuff. Back. All right. Next one. Can we can we get a new song called Check the ORM? Check the Ottawa real estate market? Okay. <laughs> that's that's actually hilarious. Possible. Possible. I think I, I think I think I could get the green light for that one. <laughs> Check the ORM. Wow. The Tom Green Light. What what <laughs> wow Paul wow. Oh, fire what, what can small business owners sole, sole proprietors do to help them secure a mortgage oh well that's a question for you guys I I would say well ahead of thinking about buying if you know talk to a mortgage professional that deals with self-employed individuals because there's a lot of different programs don't, don't I would say do not go to your individual bank. Your bank has different self-employed programs that would fit you. Um, but uh, but I think I think professional that knows the self-employed uh, financing side will be able to guide you in that right direction. Of you know, because it doesn't necessarily mean you have to claim more income or because you show a loss on your uh, financial statements for that given year doesn't mean you can't qualify. Um, I'd say the, the, the biggest thing that a small business owner can do is just save money, just like anyone else. Money aside, if you have the down payment, you know there are programs that are that are suited for you for qualifying. Yeah, and that's the biggest one of the biggest differences when it comes to banks and brokers is that sole, like the the business owner slash sole proprietor, because uh, banks often analyze that income much differently and and have a lot less a uh, lot less leeway and kind of give on those types of incomes. Um, but as Dave mentioned, there are lenders app programs or, and, and insurers app programs where you can uh, you can basically state your true income as opposed to just what you're claiming uh, or not claiming, I guess. But um, but yeah, there's still there is lots of options. But as Dave said, like you still have to have money to invest and and to put into the actual project, whatever it is, or, or you know to to basically have a vested interest in what you're doing. So lenders want to see that if you have 
zero money saved and you're claiming 20 grand in income, like not likely, but you know, if you've been putting money aside and you got 30, 40 grand saved and on paper, your, your notice of assessment might show 50,000, but your business is, you know, bringing in 200,000 in revenues. Like there's, there's ways that you can, but you can make the true numbers show, right? Not, not what you're uh, saying tax on basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's a, a lot of lenders use like a, a, a true kind of realistic point of view, right? They, they look at like a, like a logical standpoint as opposed to numbers on a page. So they, they, I mean, they're looking at different numbers, I should say, not necessarily, they're not looking at numbers on a page. They're looking at the larger picture as opposed to just like one document, you know? I think the, ban- the banks want simplicity, right? They want the two government employees. They want the, you know, fixed income like this. So I think anything outside of that, they're not looking to adjust their uh, guidelines much to adhere to that. Right. They just want a nice clean cut file that mm-hmm. makes them like a triple a lender, you know? So. But, but I will add to that for, you know, just especially going through this pandemic with, you know, a lot of small business closures, you know, not to be dismayed, there are still self-employed programs with as little as 5% down um, for those, you know, like Paul was saying, you know, where you're stating your income, where you're grossing it up uh, from where, what you're claiming. Uh, but just because you've, you know, maybe necessarily haven't had a great year this year, which, you know, all, you know, this, what we're going through has been hitting small businesses the hardest, um, you know, not to be dismayed, you know, there are still programs to, to get qualified or, or buy a home, but uh, just talk to somebody who knows what they're doing on the self-employed side. Well, this might be for you, Greg. <laughs> what can I expect to, what can I expect in exchange for paying your full commission? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, everybody has, all realtors have kind of a different structure of what they offer, like their services and everything. And sometimes, well, actually more so now than, than ever, uh, you know, that question's coming up, like, why am I paying you this amount? And then you have that conversation where some people still don't understand that they have to pay the buyer brokerage as well, right? So if you like, you know, the standard rate for years has been 5%, you know, at some point it was 6% even. And I mean, that's, you know, to me, I'm kind of like, that's, it's a lot. Uh, what we do is not, is not easy at the same time, but I mean, everybody wants to keep their money in their pocket. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're, when you're talking to a seller, automatically it's kind of known that you're paying out at least 2.5% to the buyer agent or 2% when you're looking at other models. And the, uh, you know, and then when you kind of, when you show them, you know, you're paying 4.5, 5%, and then they're like, well, you know, why am I paying the buyer agent 2.5% and I'm paying you 2.5% or 2% or 1.5% depends on what it is. And then you, you know, once you, I find that people are really receptive once you break down everything that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, how much money you're out of pocket, like from, from the jump, like me personally, whenever I do a listing, I'm like a thousand bucks minimum, at least, you know, spent before I even sell the house. Like if it doesn't sell, I'm, I'm out, I'm out of grand, right. In the grand scheme of things for the business that we're in, it's not, it's not a lot, but still like it's a lot of money. And, uh, you know, sometimes you have to really break down the whole thing and it takes people time to figure out what, uh, your true value is unless they know you. When you've been in the business for a while and you get a referral from somebody or you've done uh, multiple deals, people usually, they're just like, whatever. I'm like, this is what it is. And they're like, no problem. 
you know, because mm-hmm. they get it. It's always explaining to people who are doing it for the first time or people who are in a situation where they just don't have a lot of money. And, you know, the good realtors will work with the people that are in a situation where, uh, you know, they need a little bit, a little bit more help mm-hmm. than others do just because, you know, every, every situation is different. And if you're, if you're in a scenario where someone's like, just like keeps pushing you and pushing you, like that they don't want to pay, then I'll be like, well, Hey man, then peace, mm-hmm. you know, go, go work with someone who, who will work for that rate. And it's not like, I, I'm not saying, uh, like I'm upset at you for, for, you know, wanting to pay less, but you know, you just, you know, in a lot of situations you get what you pay for. Yeah. That's what, that was kind of going to be my point because I think, I think that's the biggest thing is that like on our, on our end, we actually are paid our commission from the lenders, right? So the clients don't actually pay, but for you, the clients are basically paying directly out of pocket for your services. So I feel like they are way more critical of, of what's being done because it's, it's like a true cost. Right. Um, so I think from a, a buyer standpoint or seller standpoint, like you said, it it really comes down. I mean, obviously everyone's personality is going to be different. Yeah. But you could probably nip that in the ass earlier on, as you said, if you talk about like all of the multiple multitude of things you're going to be doing to earn your money, right? It's like, what can I expect in exchange for paying? Well, that might be worth even saying like, here's what I do. And I know you've given clients before, like a, a one pager almost that says like, here's all of the services that I yeah. offer basically. And this is basically like a, you know, holistic approach. But to your point, like that, you know, with all the grapevines or, or uh, purple bricks and all that stuff, like people are like, well, 1%, why am I paying you five or two and a half or whatever? And they don't see the additional work that goes into it. The, the, the cold calls you're making other real estate agents, the network that you have that might get the buyer quicker yeah. than another agent. Like it's a, there's a lot of things that go into that. And really you're paying that commission to a good real estate agent to have them sell your house faster or to, to find you a home faster. Like they have for more money. Yeah. And for more money and for more money. Yeah. And, the, and the funny thing is, is the people like, you know, once, once you get over that hump, like in the end, after the job is done and the house is sold, no one gives a shit. They would have been happy to pay a 5%. You know what I mean? In, in most, yeah. in most cases, in most if you're going to pay $6,000 to get your house sold a week faster and for 10 grand more, like you just made $4,000, yeah. you know, to pay, you paid six to make four. I remember a situation where it was, uh, it was actually a friend. It was a friend of the, of, uh, a friend of mine's parents and you know, it wasn't a great situation and I was already giving them like a crazy, like a stupid deal basically like that doesn't exist just cause it was, you know, family. And then they were still kind of like, well, you know, still like, you know, they wanted like a better deal. And I go, I go, I go, let me show you something. So I pulled out a piece of paper and, and, I, wrote, and I wrote down everything, everything, and then I wrote down, you know, taxes, the, all this kind of shit. And, and that's the thing. Like when people see, like when they think like of the percentage, they think of like that money is going into your pocket. They think that there's, there's no, they just think they see that number and it's like that, that money's going to into the pocket. And then you break down everything. You're like costs, taxes. And I remember the deal that I was doing, it was a little house. They had to get out. Like, and, you know, I was helping them as much as I could. But in the end, I, I, I showed them, I go, this is what I'm making off the deal. And, and like, I was basically making nothing. And I, I go, I go, this is how much I'm helping you. I go, I'm making like z- negative on this because of who you are. I go, so please. And they were like, oh my God, I had no idea. Thank you for showing me that, you know, and that's, and that's the whole thing. Sometimes you really have to break it down. I mean, we live off commission and, and that's how we support our families. And for people to be like, so ignorant, a lot of the time, it's just like, well, see you later, man. Like, 
find someone else who doesn't who doesn't give a shit. So what's challenging on our side is when you uh, you do all that work and uh, then they decide to leave anyways. So you do all the work. Yeah, right. You don't yeah. get it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, a lot of time spent and uh, a lot of frustration, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's, those are really good points, Greg, as well. That you made. But yeah, what can you expect in exchange for paying full commission? You can get someone who does a fucking great job and works their ass off for you. That's, yeah. what, that's what you get. That's what you get with me. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> what are the closing costs? Okay. You want to, uh, well, that's, that's for you guys. Yeah. I'll, uh, yeah. Closing costs. These would be, this is a little bit of jargon uh, in real estate, but closing costs are effectively, you know, referencing what your on the, the day of trends of closing, what's going to be encapsulated once, you know, aside from down payments. And, and what, you know, legal fees, land transfer tax. So if you're not a first time home buyer, well, on any property, exchange of property, uh, there's always land transfer tax. There are rebates if you're a first time home buyer, but um, those are in there. Uh, you know, reimbursement of property taxes paid to the seller. Now, if they, if you're closing in August, the sellers already paid the property taxes till the end of the year. So you're having to reimburse them for you know those months as well as part of those closing costs um you know, these are all things that some people don't uh, insurance things like that these are all these are all what come up at closing so we use we always you know in our paperwork when you get a rule we use kind of an industry average of around one and a half percent of the purchase price is what you know your closing costs will be this will you know fluctuate if it's a higher price point you know, this might get into the 1.75%, maybe 2%, depending, but um, that's kind of the gauge that we use and something that people to keep in mind that aside from your down payment, there are additional costs on closing uh, for that property. And you guys are pretty good. Like you guys always, when you pre-approve somebody, you incorporate all that into the the package kind of, like you, yeah. you, you leave space for that. Yeah, I mean, we always have that conversation with people of, you know, if you have, if all you have is five percent set aside for your down payment, that's great. Where's the, where's the rest of the money coming from? And a lot of people are, you know, what do you mean? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, even just legal fees alone, or you know, and that kind of comes into it. So, yeah, it is something that people don't necessarily keep in mind. But you know, and then and during the process as well, aside from down payment, even on the accepted offer stage, you know, you've got, you know, wouldn't necessarily fall under closing costs, but you know, home inspection. Uh, water potability, septic, um, you know, things like that. They're not necessarily closing costs of the closing, but things that you go through. Um, and worth noting too, when we, when we submit the file to the lender for the approval, we actually have to show that the clients have that additional one and a half percent. So it's not, it's not just like a fictitious, Hey, uh, you should save about one and a half percent. Lenders want to see if you're putting 5% down, they want to see six and a half percent in your bank account. So they actually like verify that you have, that one and a half percent for closing costs. So it's like a rule of thumb, but it's also what the industry average is. Like that's what lenders use. And we actually, we have to actually prove that. So typically we'll tell first time buyers, like it'll very likely be less than the one and a half percent because of rebates and this and that. Um, but it is usually fairly accurate. So, I mean, you know, lawyers charge different fees. Disbursements are different on every file. I mean, they're always going to be different, but one and a half percent is kind of the, the general rule of thumb, you know? Mm -hmm. Cool. Next. 
Oh, that's an interesting question. Who who sent that in? I don't know. Will I be a client or a customer? Someone who's inquiring. <laughs> that 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 that's 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 a realtor asking that. <laughs> they're asking that to see what i'll say i mean on our side just to give sure. you a second to breathe greg before you get uh before on. i get deep into this <laughs> uh, like on our end like i i come from a banking background obviously like i was a, a td as an advisor for years so like when i put on my uh you know advisor hat like i really do see people as as a as a client like because we have a lot of repeat business as well. Like, you know, even people that bought maybe five years ago of, you know, refinance and then bought an investment property. Like we have a lot of clients that, that are long-term. I mean, I customer would be a very strange term to even use for, for one of our. It'd be like, you know, that's a transactional term. Yeah. I find. You know, yeah. that's like a, if you don't mean anything to me, you're to me, a customer is like, you know, um, you know per- it's not a, perfect analogy. A transaction. A customer is a transaction. It's like internally, we used to, when we first started, uh, a lot of lenders called files deals. Like, oh, how's your deal looking? And then, you know, we started internally calling them files instead of deals because deal just sounds like you're, you're, somebody's getting screwed if there's a deal going on. You know what I mean? (laughs) So uh, it's just, it's all just perception, obviously. But uh, I mean, you definitely want to be a client as opposed to a customer, I would assume. And in our end, like it's, and I think in your business too, Greg, like it's, it's very strongly advice based. So yeah. if you're treating someone like a customer and you're just getting them out the door, like that's a really stupid approach to advising someone, but also it's a pretty bad business model, you know? There we go. We got sure. Matt. We got Matt Manor here. Basically, a customer is a one time transaction where a client is someone that you do repeat business with. A customer is someone who purchases your services from you, while a client is someone that seeks uses your professional advice oh, that's 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 a great way and i didn't pay matt <laughs> matt didn't send me that before the show uh, no but it's true it's like in, in real estate you know there's two things that you, that you can do when you're working with somebody it's like you know you have uh you know an appreciation or an agreement between each other to you know you at that point you're a client but in terms of real estate like customer there's a customer service agreement and that's where mm. you would sign that if say so say i have a house for sale and this guy comes in and he wants to just get it done. He has no agent and he just wants to work with me to get the job done. Then I sign a customer service agreement with him, which means that like I have certain obligations to him, but I don't tell him anything. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just like, you do, you tell me what you want to pay. I'll present it to my seller and, and that's it. I'm not giving you any inside information. I'm not working for you. I'm not trying to get you a better deal. I'm like, apparently, you know what the best deal is. So then you tell me what it is and I'll try to get it done for you. You know, where's a client you, you negotiate, right? You work that's for me. Cause we actually have a document called a client agreement. So completely, oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. there's the difference. We have uh, we have all of our client like clients have to sign a client agreement as opposed to a customer service agreement. You should change that Greg to a, well, CSA, a client service agreement. Client, well, client would be a buyer representation agreement. In real oh, school, I right? see. Right, right, right. And that becomes, you know, fiduciary duties and all that kind of stuff. Mm. You know? Gotcha. Good talk. Great, great questions. Great questions. So this is, yeah, actually, this is, we should almost do every show like this, but this is actually, it's good once a month because depending on what shows we do or what topics we're discussing, um, you know, people think of questions. And I know, like, I have at least... 
after every show, someone will either comment on how bad the show was, how good the show is, or have a couple questions. So, uh, you know, it's good to have, uh, good to have feedback, both, both sides so that we can continue to improve. Um, good news. I know we've been talking about this for a few weeks, but the, by end of day today, we will actually have all episodes on, uh, Spotify and, uh, SoundCloud and iTunes and so on. Um, so I don't know, it'll be interesting to get our, uh, our podcast on, sound or on itunes with the clip of rogan maybe we'll get some uh some free uh free some free follows just from people being like, what? hashtag, yeah. hashtag like, Joe rogan. Rogan. Um, oh, I, I would say for all those i would say though we got you know matt you know the mats uh andy you know a few others watch listening right now you know if you post any questions we'll log them for next uh you know, for next week, or, or if you listen to this after the fact, send cool. us an email, send us a, a message. At, you know, we'll we'll kind of log those questions if you have any, and and get to the next show as well, or or you know, the next Q and A. Yeah. So we got uh, what are we December twenty seventh today? Is it twenty seventh? Twenty seventh. So we got next Friday, and then the Friday after, we got three more weeks, and then we'll take a little break for uh, the holidays. So uh, I don't know. Why I said that like it's a like it's a cheer. Yeah, it's like I'm having a uh, a nice breakfast. Hey, the holidays, sauce. Holidays uh, are going to be great this year, man. I'm like we're taking a big big break. Oh, Matt. See, Matt said I heard Greg was mentioned on Rogan the other day. We actually so Matt, we actually played the clip at the very beginning of this episode, and uh, mm-hmm. we're actually going to end the episode with Greg. Let's bring in Joe. Joe, are you there? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, so yeah so uh mood boost mood boost let's Great. go let's wrap it up here make me make me laugh paul oh god okay <laughs> question number one i, I th- i'd say two of the three are good i won't say which two Qu- number one why do worms make the best gossip columnists because they know where to find the good dirt mm-hmm. 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 yeah um, I have a Russian friend. I have a Russian friend who's a sound engineer mm-hmm. and a Czech one too, and a Czech one too. <laughs> wow! Um, that, that one can go in the bin, but it was kind of uh, funny. What did the shy pebble wish to be a little bolder? Wow! Wow! There's always next week. There's always next week. I don't mind the last two. The last two were pretty good. There's a room. There's a room of people that make that. There's people sit in a room and they write that shit. It's crazy. My brother has multiple uh, like calendars and books, and he's just got like a plethora of just corny dad jokes. Yeah. Oh, it works. It works. They work. So great show, guys. Yeah. To you. That's good. I'll uh, talk to you guys later. Have a great weekend. Everybody watching, you too. Have a great weekend. Find us at the end of the day today. Find us on Spotify. Like, follow, subscribe. Let's go. I'd say I, I, I'm an iTunes guy. I like the iTunes podcast app. I find it clean, simple. It's uh, easy to use. Okay, it updates you when there's new episodes posted. Um, we'll get it up there. We just got to hit the send button. We just had to write in the descriptions, but the videos are all there. So literally, I'll I'll commit within the next hour to have all the descriptions updated and have it posted by noon. How about that? 
Amazing. And it's all it's on all the other podcast aggregators too, like Stitcher and Overcast and all that. So of course. If, if you're a podcast machine maniac person, you can find it. You can find it on those if you listen, ag- aggregators. I if you listen to twenty five hours of podcasts a week like I do. Uh, that's the place to go, you know. Great. All okay. Right. Wrap it up. All, all right. right. Wrap it up. Deuces. <laughs> The Friday Wrap-Up, brought to you by Blue Panda Realty, ReferralMortgages.com, and Stephen Hopkins Video, No Flash.